Hey everybody, this is Sam with Paranormal Review. I told you that we would be back soon, and we are trying. Um, I told you that we would probably start with um, one of the fall series with maybe their episode 2, or we might pick up one of the newer series with their episode 1. But since it's the new year, and Ghost Adventures started a new series of their own. I decided, hey, since it is a little more recent, what I was going to do was just kind of step in and, and start off with a review of Ghost Adventures Screaming Room. And then slowly uh, backtrack into the fall. But I wanted to go ahead and, and get this particular episode out. So the one we're going to be talking about is the Season 1, Episode 1 of Ghost Adventures Screaming Room that aired on January 2nd of 2020. And it's called Iceberg Dead Ahead. And it's about their Titanic episode. And I think that's the reason why I wanted to go ahead and review it once I heard that it was going to be about the Titanic episode. Um, I enjoyed that episode, and one of the reasons I think that I enjoyed the original Titanic episode is I've actually been to a Titanic exhibit in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. At the time that I went to the exhibit, I did not realize they had them all over the country. I didn't know that. I thought it was kind of one of a kind. At that one, um, they actually have a real suitcase that was recovered from the Titanic. Whereas in the one that the Ghost Adventures visited in Branson, Missouri, they had the child's life preserver, which we'll talk about in a minute. So I'm going to make the assumption that all of the different Titanic exhibits that are throughout the country have at least one original item. So, when I saw the original episode, the original Titanic episode, that was, I think, I believe it was three or four seasons ago, I was kind of excited for it. So, when I heard that that was going to be the first episode of this new series um, that Ghost Adventures is creating, I, like I said, I was a little bit excited. I wanted to hear some backstories. I wanted to hear what was going on. Um, Ghost Adventures tried to keep this under wraps. However, um, on a lot of different message boards, a lot of uh, different posts on Reddit and, and places, it had gotten out what the Screaming Room was actually going to be, and that they were going to be going to Zach's new theater room, watching episodes, and talking about how they felt in that moment, or talking about how they filmed it, or what happened to them afterward, or anything. Well, as in moat, most uh, plots, synopsises, I thought, oh, this could be a really cool show. And um, I want to watch a couple more to fully give 
my feelings on the series. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, um, I was a little disappointed. I think when you hear a plot synopsis, um, it sets your expectations. And if it is too good to be true, then a lot of times that's exactly what it kind of turns out. Kind of like the Ghost Adventures um, Artifacts show. You know, hearing about artifacts that Zach had collected and hearing the stories behind them and the stories that had happened since they had came in his possession sounded like a really cool show. But then when I actually sat down to watch it, some of the artifacts Zach didn't actually have and the owners brought them in. Some of the owners hadn't had them that long, and they had a couple different stories from previous owners, but some of them had said, you know, nothing has happened to me yet or anything like that. So I, I kind of felt like the artifacts part of Ghost Adventures was, I don't know, a little bit of a letdown. Um, then... They did the um, Extra Pulses show. Now, that is the one that gives you, uh, it's almost like the pop-up video bubbles of the original Ghost Adventures episode. And then it gives you little facts in bubbles or it gives you what people said on Twitter or what maybe a comment that Billy might have made, or Zach might have made, or Jay, or whoever. And so, I definitely don't like those. And I think most fans, from being a part of different Facebook groups, or, like I said, being on a message board, or, or you know, going into Reddit, I don't think most Ghost Adventures fans really like Extra Pulses. I think that Ghost Adventures Screaming Room is supposed to be kind of the next step up, where they give you the additional facts and they give you their comments. However, the Ghost Adventures After Effects show that they only produced one season of, um where they actually brought people back from their original episode and kind of checked in with them. Kind of saw, hey, what's been going on since we left? Hey, what's going on now? Um, what did you feel like while we were there? I kind of felt like that show was kind of worth it. Especially if you know, something had changed or gotten worse or gotten better or, and they could really tell you what was going. So I actually enjoyed that show. I was hoping that the producers or Travel Channel or whoever had kind of gathered these different shows, these different um, almost special series or special episodes of Ghost Adventures and had kind of put them together, 
kind of taken the good comments about each of these shows and kind of used them to form and make Screaming Room. So, that's kind of what I had in my head. Was we're going to watch the original episode to remind people about what the original episode is. With, you know, the four of them there commenting and like I said adding backstory adding flavor um, maybe being able to tell story you see the grand staircase you see the musicians ballroom um, there are three different stairs or um, there it's the actual ship floor and they're at different uh, angles as you saw Zach getting on and they have one that is um, tilted at a certain degree angle and it is the boat at a certain period of time as it's sinking and then when you get on the second one it's obviously tilted at a greater angle and this represents the time of what the angle would be at the time of the boat sinking and then the one in the episode that they actually show is the last tilt uh, right before it goes underwater, what it would be like if you were on the ship and you had to hold on. And so you got to see Zach actually simulating that. As you continue, they showed, you know, the water experiment where you put your hand in the water and you see how long you can last and you see how cold it actually was, how fast, you know, your your fingers or your hand get numb. How long could you hold on to, um, like in the Titanic movie, um, if you were Leonardo DiCaprio and you were Jack, how long could you actually hold on to that door? You get to go outside um, as far as into a different room and you see how the air felt. You see how far you could actually see into the distance without binoculars if you were the person that were driving the Titanic. They have a lot of different exhibits. Um, they have an exhibit where you pick up a shovel and you actually see can you lift a full shovel of coal to put it into the engine room. So they have a lot of recreations and everything. And then Zach showed you as you walk in, it talks about the children. And then the final room, which he was referring to as the mirrored etching room, it shows all the third class passengers that lived and all of them that died. All of the second class passengers that lived and died. All of the first class passengers that lived and died. All of the crew that lived or died. And so you take your paper and you find, if you're a second class passenger, you go to the second class section and you look for the name on your card.
and you've been following you know this for however long it's taken you to do your tour whether it's an hour two hours three hours however long you've spent looking for your name and following you know finding out what your your passenger did and everything and then the final thing is you actually look on the mirrored etchings and you get to see did i die did i live and if you had kids it's listed on your paper and you can find their names and whether they lived or died and so when i went through like i said i'm not a an extremely emotional person or anything like that i found out that i was a woman um i believe i was 29 and i had six kids and as i went through the exhibit every once in a while you know it may mention her i think it mentioned her twice through the whole entire exhibit but um when i went into one of the third class children's rooms that have bunk beds it talked about her children actually being in those rooms and so i got to see that and of course when i went to the end i wanted to find out you know i was intrigued i wanted to know because it makes you feel like you have a connection to this person and it kind of puts it at a different level so of course when i stood in front of the third class um passengers i found out that my uh lady that i was supposed to be this 29 year old mother of six had died however two out of six of her kids lived the other four died and i mean it does kind of make you stop and think and for someone who is emotional and maybe went through the exhibit and really connected with her person and really put themselves in that place or really felt things or maybe they got a, a more well-known person and they were mentioned throughout the tour um or you know maybe you you get a person um say you're a man and you get a person that's the same age as you and they have the same amount of kids as you then you may have that connection so i can understand when you're in the mirror etching room and you're finding out whether you've lived or died how you can be emotional um and what those feelings must generate the energy you must feel i was at the titanic museum the first time on the 100 year anniversary year and what they had was at the end of it they were filling up that a glass box and they were giving flowers and you were to, to take your flower and either place it in the glass box or some people were taking the petals off of the glass or off the rose and spreading them in the glass box they were going to then on the 100th anniversary in april they were going to seal that glass box and the glass boxes from all of the different titanic museums were going to be brought out in a boat and dropped um above where the titanic lays 
on the bottom of the ocean as a remembrance gesture. And so I know that that got to a lot of people. Um, you know, I saw a lady as she was uh, breaking up her rose and spreading the petals throughout the box crying. And so it is an emotional moment. So I can understand um, the energy that it generates just among the living and how that can cause other people to feel things. So if you believe in spirits and you aren't a huge skeptic, then that boat, that museum, that replica, there is a lot of energy generated by the living by their emotions. And so I can totally understand that. So I think that is something that I found extremely interesting. The guy started out um, kind of introducing the episode, introducing, you know, what they thought and everything. And my first thought was, gee, I really don't like how they're sitting. I don't like how this theater room is set up. I totally understand Zach did not set up this theater room for the convenience of filming. Um, he set it up, you know, for his friends and his family to come over and watch movies or TV shows or whatever. I totally understand that. Get that. Um, I don't want anybody writing me and saying, hey, he didn't do that for you. I, I know. I know. That's that's fine. But I just didn't like how they were sitting because I felt like uh, Billy and, and Jay were kind of almost having to turn completely around to talk to Zach and Aaron and to kind of see them and connect with them. So I think that's the part that immediately got on my nerves. I kind of wish it could have been a different layout. Um, here's actually what I kind of wish they would have done if I were designing it. I would have liked for them to show the original episode in whole. And then had the next part of it, or show half of it, and cut away to them for a while. But I wanted them to show the episode, and then have them either have a moderated discussion, or the four of them just discussing. But almost, um, you know, bring in the showrunner of, of Ghost Adventures, and maybe allow him to lead a moderated discussion of this episode I don't know for 30 minutes or so 45 minutes or so of of an hour-long show have him lead a discussion as far as what they felt what they saw and and while they're talking yes you can show clips but not actually show the show show it beforehand for people who need a reminder or for people who have never saw it then have them sit and actually talk about their feelings talk about you know backstories things like that and then i would like 10 or 15 minutes of an update i 
would have loved for them to send a, a camera crew. It doesn't even have to be, you know, any of the four guys. Just send a camera crew out there, maybe even a one-person camera crew, where they go back and they interview who they interviewed in the original episode, if they're still there, or if they're not, you know, somebody else, and say, you know, has it picked up? Has it not picked up? Are you still having the same issues? What's been going on? Maybe even going to the toy museum lady and, and asking her, hey, what did you think of your section of this episode? Do you, did you think you were portrayed fairly or not? I kind of would like some updates, especially on certain episodes. I really would like to know kind of what's going on. So, um, they start off watching the episode. And we see the part where Zach is, you know, um, kind of what they're doing and, and how he had to do a section ten times. And he said, by the time, you know, I got done and I was pointing and everything, my hand was frozen. Well, I hope all that answered the question that I see a lot of times on message boards or on Facebook groups or on Reddit is... You know, there are people always wanting to, uh, and I'm doing air quotes, defend Ghost Adventures and say, no, this is totally real. It's not a TV show. It's them doing what they normally do and people just filming them. Well, no, it's not. Please never think that Ghost Adventures is not a TV show. It is. You know, Zach casually said it here, and I think you really need to pay attention to what different ones of them say. He said, I had to do this take ten different times to get it right. And by the time I got it right, my hand was frozen. Guys, you know, when they're doing interviews... A lot of people have came forward in newspapers or articles or other TV shows or podcasts or whatever that have been part of Ghost Adventure interviews and have said, I sat down and had an interview with Aaron, or I sat down and had an interview with Zach, or I sat down with all four of them and I had an interview, and on the TV, it's two minutes long. But really, they had a two-hour interview with them. Or, you know, something simple as Zach and Billy walking backwards. You know, on when they showed that section of the show, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But when they showed that section of the show, it was a minute, minute and a half. Well, Billy says, we walked 50 feet. We kept doing this over and over again. So they do repeat things. It's like any other TV show. They have takes. You heard Aaron during this episode call it a shoot. And that's what they say. Hey, we're going to the Titanic shoot. It's not we're going to the Titanic investigation. 
these are set up. There are blockings. There are schedules. You know, we're going to start at this time, and we hope by three o'clock we're going to be interviewing this person and by four we hope we're going to be interviewing this person and by eight o'clock at night we hope we're going to be in the the grand staircase filming this we they have a schedule and they want to hit and stay within that schedule in order to get their filming done so for those of you out there that, like I said, in air quotes, feel like you have to defend Ghost Adventures, you don't. It It's a TV show. And so please don't, don't think it's, you know, more than that. Um, Zach also told the story of the haunted Titanic mirror. And I want people to listen to that because I've actually had arguments with people online about this haunted Titanic mirror because that's what it's built as. Um, when you go out to Zach's Museum, it, I, I think the name of the exhibit room is the haunted or the Titanic's captain's haunted mirror. Um, when he bought it, the articles said, it, you know, the cat, the Titanic captain's haunted mirror. Um, and Zach will call it that. But if you listen closely to what he says in this particular episode, what Zach says, this mirror was never on the Titanic. He's never claimed that it was on the Titanic. This mirror was not brought up from the Titanic's bottom of the ocean floor. This was the captain of the Titanic's mirror he had at his house. This, um, you know, it, it, belonged to him, and he was out to sea a lot. So exactly how much did he use this mirror? However, it did belong to him. And because he owed the, when he died, he owed his housekeeper wages because she worked there. She got to pick an item from the house, and when she did, she picked this mirror, and it's made of silver. And she said that every year on the date that the Titanic sank, she saw the captain's reflection. So, when you go to Zach's museum, all of the records are there, all of what I just told you is there. A lot of times you don't have enough time in that particular section to read, because you have a tour guide that is telling you the story, but the evidence, what actually happened, is 
there for you to read. Um, there have been newspaper articles done about it. It actually tells you, yes, this mirror belonged to the Titanic captain, but was never on the Titanic, not one single second, and that the captain was not home a lot. And so that leads me to believe why do people at the museum see the captain now? Why do museum employees say they see the captain now in the mirror? Um, the housekeeper had this for several years. Um, and only saw the captain in it. And she had a connection to the captain in the mirror on the day the Titanic sank. She never saw him any other time. The people who owned the mirror after her didn't see the captain. Yet, people that go to Zach's museum see him all, all the time, whether it's the anniversary of the Titanic sinking or not. So, I would love to investigate that further, and I would love for Zach to investigate that further. Because I would like to know, is that something they're imagining, something they're creating? Or is that true? You know, are the security cameras that Zach has up everywhere, are they catching it? Um, they don't allow cameras with the tourists in there, so no one's taking pictures or anything. But I would, I would like to know, are they um, almost creating this in their head, or is this truth that the captain is showing up more often because maybe of energy that's created or, or whatever you believe, or, or what exactly is going on? So he mentioned that, and that got me, you know, kind of wondering uh, what was going on. So then we start talking about the child size handprints. And um, when I was watching this part of Ghost Adventure Screaming Room, I, I think this is probably the place where you can probably separate and tell whether you have a Ghost Adventures super fan on your hands, whether you just have a paranormal TV fan on your hands, or you have a skeptic on your hands. Because I think during that filming, of the first part of the child-sized handprints when he's with the tour guide. I think a skeptic's gonna say to you, you didn't document that they weren't there from the other side when you were filming. And by that I mean when they walk up, Zach is there, they're on the opposite side from the one that portrays outside. 
they don't show number one they're cleaning number two they don't show that the mirrors are cleaned from that side that there's no child prints there and then as the tour guide is telling the story that sometimes child print handprints um, show up they're going to the outside section um, which is a room that portrays being outside and of course when you go out there in I believe it's the third third window down Zach sees child size handprints and he gets excited and just kind of overreacts he pulls a Zach um, and so a skeptic is gonna say they could have been put there any time we didn't see them from the other side they didn't show us the mirror they didn't show us where they were clean uh, or anything they have to go through the door and a skeptic will tell you they could have cut the film and put the, the child side there's not a continuous shot and then they could tell you Zach sees them and overreacts a paranormal TV fan will just take it for what it is they will say oh gee that's kind of neat and a regular paranormal fan who watches you know ghost adventures is gonna say exactly what I said hey you know Zach saw him he overacted uh, it's Zach um, a G, a, a Ghost Adventures super fan is going to believe it no matter what. Just because Zach said it, it's gospel. And they're going to fight to death on any message board, Reddit, um, any uh, meet and greet, any discussion whatsoever of Ghost Adventures, they are going to defend that that was one continuous shot, um, that when the camera was on the opposite side, that they look at the mirror and they don't see any handprints, even though it's not up close, that they immediately go through the door and that Zach runs over there, sees it, gets excited, and then they show it. So I think just this one little section, if you watch it, I think you can tell, number one, who you are. Are you a Ghost Adventure super fan? Are you just a paranormal TV fan? Or are you a total skeptic? Because I think when you watch this, you you know what you are. Uh, just by how you see it. I love it. Uh, then next, you know, Gracie makes an appearance. Zach's dog. Uh, I love Zach. Uh, Zach's dog. I, I love Gracie. I think that, um, you know, she is just cool. I think it's awesome that Gra um, Gracie was re uh, rescued up in uh, northern Nevada. Um, and Zach, you know, picked her up and has taken her home and has bonded with her. Uh, maybe we'll get into that on a, a, a different podcast, but I love it that, that Gracie shows up. Then he goes into showing the slope of the Titanic at the different time, 
time periods. And like I said, you know, then they they show the water experiment and I really felt like these two parts of the episode, you could tell the guys were enjoying the museum. They were getting to go through the museum and actually experience it, hearing the tour guides, seeing the exhibits, and I think that these tour guides do get into history. I think that they do get into the background of every place they go, but I think in this particular episode, I think that they truly enjoyed this museum. And I think that is is part, of, I can't say enough good things about this museum, because it is such a good museum. I And I encourage any of you to go. I think you will learn a lot. I think you will experience a lot. And I think you will even feel a lot. So I think you can see that, you know, with the guys. Then they decide, you know, they, they've had enough kind of background on the Titanic and Zach then almost decides that he's going to concentrate on the child because they have gotten these child size handprints. I wish they would not have made that decision. Um, I really wish they could have split up and explored different sections of the museum. At the end of this episode, they say, I think all of them say, we would love to go back and reinvestigate. And I hope someday they do. I really do. Um, you know, if I am lucky enough that anyone with Ghost Adventures is listening to this episode, pl- <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry for coughing to your ear. Um, Please go back and investigate this museum, because I think there is so much more there. But I think that because they felt like that they got the the child-sized handprints there, I think they decided to run with that. And like I said, I wish they wouldn't have. I I wish maybe two of them would have concentrated on that and two of them would have went maybe in the third level or or a different level and maybe gotten some experiences somewhere else or if they would have tried on the grand staircase. But maybe they did and they didn't get anything so therefore it didn't make the show. I don't know because they didn't answer that particular question. But this is where... You know, Aaron and Zach decide to go to the Toy Museum. I kind of like these outtakes. I know there are a lot of paranormal fans out there that are really just into the investigation. They don't want to hear the backstory. They don't want to hear the history. And they hate when the guys go off on their little fun exhibitions. But I think that's one of the reasons why people love Ghost Adventures is because you get to know the guys. You get to know their personalities. And I think I've only watched a couple episodes of Ghost Hunters, and I'm in the process of going through the different seasons. Um, I'm going to be doing podcasts about the new episodes and everything. But I think that's one of the differences, the biggest difference between Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, is in Ghost Adventures, 
I think you get to see the guys' personalities. I think you get to see that these four guys are completely different, yet they accept that about themselves, and they want to show you who they are. And so you see that in the toy museum when they're going in there, that that they're getting genuine reactions of Aaron and Zach, and even Billy and Jay are remembering the annoyance that they felt that Zach showed um, of this lady just refusing to let them buy toys, and her not knowing whether or not she believes that there's this child ghost. Um, I I loved it that they had to buy brand new toys that kind of looked old just because she wouldn't sell it to them. And Zach, you know, offering a hundred dollars and then I'll go up to two hundred I'll go up to three hundred and her just saying, No, no, I'm not, no. Um, you know, and then I love it that at the end of that section, you know, basically you can see this lady's reaction that they caught on camera. I think she is genuinely pissed off when Zach says, well, sorry if we brought any ghosts to your toy museum. Because I think it hits her, oh, I didn't sell him any toys, and I might have uh, made a spirit mad, and they just kind of left him here. I would love it if they would go back and interview her and see if anything's happened. Maybe nothing's happened. I hope, you know, for her sake, nothing has happened. But I would absolutely love it if they would send a camera crew back there and have somebody interview her and she will say, my museum has been a mess since they've been here. Toys are getting broken. Toys are getting pushed off, you know, shelves. Toys are getting thrown. Uh, I, I I think it would be hilarious. So I kind of wish they would have done that, but but they didn't. So you know, it's okay. Um, then it's investigation time. You know, I I enjoyed Billy sharing the memories of them walking backwards fifty feet in order to get it right. Um, I loved it that they showed, you know, the um, sailor welcoming them to the ship. And I truly miss them getting locked in. I loved it when he locked them in. You saw him turn the key. I know it's cheesy, but they did that starting in the beginning and I just came to start expecting it. And they don't do it anymore. And I hate it. Every episode, new episode I see, I'm like, oh my gosh, get locked in, get locked in. And then when they don't, I suffer a little disappointment, you know. Because, like I said, I know it's all cheesy. I know that all they have to do is, you know, knock on the glass and one of their camera people or the director or the producer or whoever will let them out. I know that. You don't have to write me and tell me that. However, if you want to write and tell me anything, you can hit me up on uh, Paranormal Review Pod, that's without an S, 
at gmail.com. Feel free to write me uh, and tell me what you think. But um, I do miss that. I, I think a lot of fans do. And uh, I I see them come in, and like I said, um, it's almost like they target that they want to talk to a child spirit. Um, I kind of wish they just would have went with the flow. Um, I know that they were probably going after the sure thing because I've heard too many paranormal investigators say, you know, you can be there for hours and hours and hours and nothing happens. Well, I know that's what a lot of paranormal investigators or enthusiasts do. And I wish that they would show sometimes when they get nothing. Um, if they would have sent Aaron and Billy down to the lower decks and they would have got nothing. I wish they would show that, but show Jay and Zach getting child stuff in the upper decks. I mean, I that's just my personal feeling. I also wish that when they are at places like this, that they would show the security footage. Um, we know they're in a museum. Um, there's, you know, we all know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there are cameras everywhere in this museum. Um, you know, the cameras are all over the place. We'll show them, you know, show the views, um, especially when Billy was talking about seeing, you know, uh, a child being yay high and kind of darting around this glass. Well, he didn't pick it up on his camera. Who's saying a security camera wouldn't have? So I wish they would have timestamped that. And then the next morning, we'll go to that security camera and see can we see anything? Can we see orbs? Can we see mist? Can we see a figure? What what exactly are the security cameras showing? So I wish they would do do that, uh, you know, a little more. Um, then they start with the SLS. Um, I need people who know exactly how an SO, excuse me, SLS camera actually works to write in. Talk to me about it. Um, like I said, it's Paranormal Review Pod, without an S, Paranormal Review Pod at gmail.com. Write me and tell me, or get on Twitter, it's Paranormal Review at uh, Twitter, and tell me how this actually works, because I don't know. Um, I've read some on the Xbox Kinetic cams and how they will map a figure on the nearest vertical surface. So, I've also read that in SLS cameras, they fix that part. That when you make your homemade Xbox Kinetic cam, it will put a figure to the nearest vertical line. So that figure technically could be five feet away, but the nearest vertical line is a doorway. So it will map it like the figures in the doorway. However, the figure could be five feet away. 
or could be 10 feet away. And that's why a lot of investigators or paranormal enthusiasts use these homemade Xbox cams, go over to, you know, the doorway, there's no cold spots, they're not getting an EMF rating, they're not getting a temperature change rating, they're not getting anything. Well, is it because there's nothing there and it's really five feet over, ten feet over, or however, and the camera is just looking for the nearest vertical surface. Like I said, I have read that the new SLS cameras that they are actually marketing and putting out have fixed that. I don't know how you fix that, though. So someone smarter than me needs to write me and tell me how these actually work. But anyway... Now we move um, to the camera, and we see where, you know, they say they've cleaned the windows, and we move to the camera that is at the window where Zach saw it, and there's handprints there. And I want to believe this. I like the guys. Um... If you believe it, it makes it so much more interesting. But the skeptic in me can't help but say, you know, did they clean that window? They didn't show them cleaning that window. Plus, they didn't actually have a camera on that window. They had the camera two windows down. But when they moved the camera to the two windows down, then, you know, the, the handprints show up. So, it's, you know, funny how spirits never do what you want them to do, or they never do it how we have it set up to catch them doing what they're, they're doing, and so I, I was a little disappointed with this. I kind of wish they would have set up the camera a little further away, or they would have set cameras up at each window, or something like that. Because I just find it, you know, real amusing that I guess, you know, the spirit is playing with them and decides not to go to where they have the camera set up, but two windows away, jump up on the railing, and then leave two handprints there and they can they you know they can see it um i love how they go back to the theater room and they really show aaron's personality aaron is the goofball of the group he is the little kid that you know never grew up and they show his personality by zach saying um talk about your toys aaron we all know you play with toys and, I mean, Aaron doesn't even skip a beat. He immediately starts talking Transformers and G.I. Joes. And, I mean, you see Aaron light up talking about his toys. Um, for those of you who have been around them, for those of you who have met them, for those of you who have followed them through the years, because I know a lot of you, you know, you've spent... 10, 15 years watching them, you know Aaron's personality. 
And so when he starts talking about playing with his toys before he cuts them up for his art, then you know that's true. Because you know that Aaron makes art with toys. Um, you can buy it on his website. Uh, and he puts it up for sale. He is a Disney fanatic. And I absolutely love, and I hope all of you caught Zach's comment. He says... We all have that kind of friend. And, and when you think about it, you do. You we all have a friend that's just a big kid that still plays with toys, who, who still gets into Disney, who still does that. And if you don't, then it's probably you. I'm the one in my friend group that still loves Disney, that still gets into toys. I, I still love Legos. Um, and then they flash to, you know, the, the vibrating wall, the glass wall there, um, that Zach puts his hand on and says is vibrating. Um, not real sure about that. Um, can that wall of glass actually vibrate? I don't feel like they spent a lot of time trying to debunk that, um, to seeing if, you know, the heater kicked on in the room, the air conditioning kicked on, um, that, you know, the floor below them, something didn't kick on. I don't feel like they spent a lot of time trying to debunk that or, you know, trying to really get to the bottom of that because almost immediately Zach feels like he sees a flash image of a little child, you know, standing across the room. And I know that many of you out there have wrote in, like I said, to the Facebook groups, the, the Reddit groups, the message boards, um, that you think that Zach, over the last 10 years, is becoming an empath, that he is gaining powers. And again, I'm doing the finger quotes. Um, I'm not sure. Zach has said from the beginning that he is not an empath, that he doesn't feel like he has special powers. I know over the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years, basically since he went to Demon House, that he feels like he may be gaining powers. Um, can you do that? Um, if you can do that, how can you do that? Um, can we all do that? Why is Zach doing that? Uh, if he can stop it, would he? Uh, I guess I have a lot of questions, uh, concerning that. Is this made up that Zach's wanting to make money off of, or is this truly something that he's going through? Um, I, they catch an EVP when they're, you know, kind of going through this, and then they say it says peekaboo. Well, I almost never hear what the show hears, and, you know, I, I had, I DVR'd this so that I could rewind it, and I rewound it quite a few times. I never did hear peekaboo. I actually never heard anything. I heard a spot where you know, there is sound, but I cannot make out anything, so I have absolutely no clue what's going on there, um, 
again, uh, talking about Billy, I, I hate that Billy came around that corner. He wasn't filming. Um, I feel like Billy's the most believable of the bunch. I don't know why. Um, I absolutely love Aaron. Um, I think he's wonderful, but I, I just feel like Aaron's been part of this way too long. And I know that Billy was there pretty much from the beginning also. Um, he just wasn't on film. He was doing uh, a lot of the audio and video stuff. But sometimes I almost think Aaron is overreacting. Whereas Billy, I just think he's the most believable. And so when Billy says hey, I caught this out of the corner of my eye, I wasn't filming, I tried to kind of follow it and kind of see, and I lost it, I, I don't, I don't see it any longer, I, I couldn't film it, I almost feel like he's believable, um, I don't know if it's because, you know, like I said, I just feel like he's the most believable of the bunch, I really wish they would have checked up, you know, the security cameras. I really, really do. Um, so I come out of this, I like the Titan the original Titanic episode. Um, I like the Titanic Museum. Does that play a factor into this? I don't know. Um, probably does. I, I enjoyed the Titanic Museum. I enjoyed the guys enjoying it. I enjoyed that they brought it to a lot of tourists. I liked the stories that they told. Did I feel like that they got the best evidence ever? Um, no. I don't, um, I don't think they tried to debunk. Um, I don't think that them telling us, well, this was clear, but not showing it on the camera, and then all of a sudden, you know, child size handprint. Um, I don't know that I necessarily would consider that, you know, conclusive evidence. Uh, the glass vibrating, I can't talk, vibrating. Um, like I said, didn't feel like they tried to debunk that. Didn't feel like they tried to, to see if what Billy saw was actually there. They didn't set up X cameras, um, their security cameras. They didn't check those. I I just kind of feel like on this episode, I felt like they didn't get much. Uh, like I said, I don't know if they went in other areas of the museum and didn't get anything and didn't want to show it that they tried on the grand staircase. One of the tour guides talks about seeing an apparition there. They didn't even explore that whatsoever. I don't know if they did in filming and they, again, didn't have time to show it. I wish they would have talked about things like that. I wish sometimes that they could bring a fan in for this and have them ask the guys questions or ask the producers and directors questions or the showrunner um, just so that we could get different kinds of answers and actually explore what they did. As for Ghost Adventures Screaming Room, um, I think I like it for now. I, I'm going to withhold judgment, like I said in the beginning. I'd like to see a couple more episodes and see what they do in future episodes. But as far as this particular episode, 
I like it. I like what they're trying to do. I like that they're giving us some backstory. I like that they're telling funny stories. I like we're getting to see their personality. I'm I'm enjoying a different side of things. Is it a paranormal show? Um, probably not. Um, maybe future ones will be. I don't know that, that this particular episode was. I think we need to call it what it is. It is giving us a little bit of the backstory of the original episode, which was a paranormal TV episode. So that's kind of how I'm going to leave it. What did you guys think of this actual episode? Like I said, uh, write me at paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com. Pod is singular, it is not uh, plural, so it is paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter, we're on Paranormal Review. So, uh, I look forward to bringing you a new episode soon, and if you've got any questions, comments, problems, or protests, feel free to write me and let me know. If you've got any topics you want us to discuss, or a certain uh, episode you want us to review, then hit us up. I will talk to you soon, and you guys have a good time.